baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wyman. The Ginger Gorilla. Blancanfora. JLC, it's built in. And Barbalace. T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Woo. park. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. We're all fired up after watching the Bullies of Baltimore last night, the 30 for 30 on ESPN. And let's talk about that 2000 Ravens team with a wide receiver on that team. Kadri Ishmael now does a, a lot of TV with our buddy Mark Viviano on WJZ Channel 13. And, and Kadri, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Joins us courtesy of the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. I want to start with the Titans rivalry. Because I think people that are younger don't even realize you guys were in the same division with them and what that meant to get over the hump in the regular season against them and then beating them in the playoffs. Like, how how big a deal was that rivalry then? Yo, literally, I am telling you, there were uh, rivalries that I've experienced, like Minnesota and Green Bay, uh, when I was in New Orleans for a hot cup of coffee, it was New Orleans and the Falcons. But none, the the intensity, none stood up to what was the Ravens and and Titans rivalry. And I think the reason why was because they were just two you know badass teams, and you know both were looking for some level of supremacy. Obviously, you know the Titans they went to the Super Bowl and you know, lost it uh, versus the um, Rams. But uh, for for us in our division, you know, it was always such a, a strong back and forth. I know that this was a different time and guys were willing to say things then, right? Less of a filter, kind of a no social media, right? So when the cameras came in for open locker room, that was kind of your time to shine or get across whatever you have to get across. Having your career span the length and breadth and now looking at it on the other side, Kaji, from the media's purview do you look back on some of those clips and say man that's that's that ain't ever coming back you know what i mean like we're never going to get that kind of raw um sort of bravado from a, from a team almost one through 53 on the roster yeah you know it's, it's funny because i think even nowadays with social media um you have guys connecting with other guys far easier than ever before you know if if, if i wanted to work out with a group of dudes um, that were in the league, I would have to get their numbers and all that. But there were some teams I might not have played against or some receivers I might not have been able to see after the game. So I might not have been able to connect with them. With social media, you, know, you have instant access yeah. to one another. And so, therefore, you kind of like your boys. You know, you, yeah. you're, you're, you're good like that. So, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily talk smack the way we talked smack back then. I think it would definitely backfire. But I think the level of um, – respect was was and is there i just think the raw behind the scenes of like yeah we're about to whoop up on y'all asses <laughs> you're not going to see that again Kadri, a pivotal point in the season was when tony banks was benched for trent dilfer in that first titans game what was that initial transition like and was that something that you saw coming so it's it's weird i 
I saw the writing on the wall, but I also thought Tony could overcome it. So, you know, what they showed was when Trent, you could see when, when, you know, uh, Tony threw his second interception in the end zone. I think it was to Travis Taylor and he threw the interception, uh, the Titans defender intercepts it. And then you could see where Trent gets up and he's called upon. You can hear him say, Q, Q, come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and what, you know, the camera didn't show, I was livid because there's a couple of things that went on. One, this was my second opportunity to go back to back seasons with a thousand yards receiving if Tony would have stayed at quarterback because I was his go-to guy the season before. Well, coming into that 2000 season, I was like, all right, I feel better. I hope Tony is better. And he was, but he wasn't. It was, it was a, he, he threw an amazing ball, real tight spiral. You know, it was, it was awesome. And in practices, he was good. But then there would be like this random fumbling of the snap, mm. or he wouldn't quite get the play. Uh, call right or he wouldn't quite go through his reads the correct way and with Trent Trent had the mental game but physically I think he was just beat down so his arm strength and the way he threw the ball was was extremely difficult to catch so I was like mother effer this is not good this is a situation I know you guys are getting my raw emotions now but the 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 situation was one where it was like, we're going to have to ride or die with, with Trent. But I think Trent, you know, he had so much more of a stronger mental uh, capacity to overcome, you know, uh, weaknesses slash mistakes that he would have made. Like literally when, again, he threw the pick six at Tennessee <clears throat> to uh, Phoenix, the, uh, the um, safety. Well, he goes to the sideline. He's talking to, obviously the cameras caught him talking to um, Shannon Sharp. Well, that, conversation translated over onto the field again that rivalry was so intense you couldn't hear yourself think mm. when you got into the huddle he comes into the huddle after you know the kickoff you know they, they kick it back off to us now all of a sudden we gotta you know march what 80 yards down the field yeah. or whatever and he comes in and i'm telling you he deadpans just like guys guys i'm i know i messed up that's okay we're gonna go down the field we're gonna score we're gonna win and i was like well, damn, I guess we are. <laughs> and sure enough, literally, uh, it was how Patrick uh, Johnson got a chance to get it at the one-yard line was quick sprint right 19, which was a play he scored on. But before that, Greg Williams was uh, Wink Martindale's version of Greg Williams yes. back in the day. Homeboy, loved to go ahead, all-out blitz all the time and be all aggressive and, and, and you know how bounty gate and all that, right? Well... Literally, he calls this all-out blitz, zero coverage. I'm like, I bet. I'm on, I'm on the mark, and Trent's going to throw it to me. Sure enough, I'm going down the football field. I look back at the ball, and I, was, I, I told myself, I was like, this defender is either going to pass in the fear on me or it's going to be a touchdown. Sure enough, he passes in the fears on me. It's at the one-yard line, and then quick sprint right 19 was called. Boom, we win the game. So, literally, uh, Trent had this way of overcoming mistakes that – Unfortunately, Tony Banks couldn't. We're talking to Kadri Ishmael. It's inside access here on the Van Kadri. Famously, you guys didn't score a touchdown for five weeks. How did the locker room not get fractured during that? And and looking back, are you surprised you guys held it together during that period? I am surprised, but I am not 
because of the men that were on the other side of the ball in the likes of Rod, uh, you had obviously a young Ray Lewis. And then of course our D line, well, even, I mean, let me just say this, the, the linebacking core of, of both Peter and, and, and Jamie Sharper, I think Peter Bulware and Jamie Sharper, I think they both uh, don't get the love that Agreed, they yeah. justly deserve. I think that that linebacking core historically can go up against the Giants linebacking core when you had LT and, and, and uh, Harry Carson and company. Um, and and Carl, what is it, Carl? Um, Carl Banks, yes. Carl Banks, thank you. I think our linebacking core can go toe-to-toe with that linebacking core. And literally, that being said, I mean, like practices were fun. They were fun. They were competitive. Uh, every single practice, Chris McAllister swearing like he's going to somehow beat me. I'm like, bro, you're a rookie. And I know you got mega talent, but you don't know me like that. So <laughs> it was like always just talking back and forth. But it was fun. It was competitive. And unfortunately, um, the outside media would try to kind of conquer and divide. And I guess if it was maybe nowadays, maybe the, the, the social media onslaught would have been a little different. But somehow, some way, like that was such a unique team. We just never had that negative camaraderie. It was always, yo, let's go out there and do our best. We were talking a little bit um before you joined us, Kadri, about sort of the following season, right? And the Elvis Gerback experiment. And could you, I remember going to the game against the Browns with my, who would become my wife early in that season, thinking, oh boy, this, this might not be um, the solution. I guess, could you, could you guys tell it was a little off? It just didn't seem like he was a fit. Like, when did you guys kind of know that, hey, this might not be what we hoped it was? So selfishly, I knew he was, the, the fit that we needed because quarterback wise he could throw a better ball and, and he came from a system where they were aggressive and uh, throwing the ball down the field and, and as a matter of fact against the Titans again at home I think I had my longest play from scrimmage I believe it was a 77 yard touchdown it was a nine route um, and, and literally just uh, caught it off of I think Jenkins was his last name but anyway catch the ball boom touchdown score Oh, you know, the heavens open up and all the things. But I think, you know, what Trent had, he had that, again, that, that leadership that was, you just can't teach that. You know, you either got it or you don't. Obviously, he's, you know, down at UAB now and, and going to be the head coach down there. So he, he had this innate desire to, to really, you know, show leadership. And with that, also, you had um, still who could, sling it still who could play mentally uh the man was randall cunningham yes. and randall was was content with hey man if i'm a backup i'm a backup i'm be the best badass backup you ever had but also if i need to go in there don't mess with me i'm about to go ahead and win these games and i just think you know it was for whatever the reason um it, it was it was it was not good i i know leon cersei's injury yep. and jamal lewis's yep, yeah. injury that derailed us. We we have those two players. We're talking about potential back-to-back Super Bowl champions. And, Cadre, last night there was a great tribute throughout the entire 30 for 30 of Tony Saragusa, who unfortunately passed probably a month after all of that was taped. Do you have a favorite Goose story? 
So there's so many of them. Um, and, and you, 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 you're giving me goosebumps right now. No pun intended. Um, my, my son and his son actually, um, went to Villanova together and, uh-huh. and graduated. They were the same class. And so, you know, Goose and I saw each other for the you know, last, you know, five years while they, you know, were doing their thing, whether it be spring practices or games or whatever. And I remember when, you know, the senior, uh, team was, you know, doing their senior celebration and everything. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there and I have my back to Goose. I didn't know. All of a sudden this dude just, boom, just tackles me. I'm like, what the? And I turn around as Goose and I'm like, yo, bro, what's going on? Boom, boom. And then we see each other at uh, our kids' graduation. And, and, and here's the thing. I mean, as much as he was just raw with, with words and, and spoke like just off the cuff, like, Hey, this is him. But he always was encouraging and he was always a, a, an amazing teammate. A lot of my highlights that I've, I've seen uh, at my time with the Ravens, one of the, the, the uh, excuse me, why the frick am I breaking up and feeling all emotional, but pardon me for a second. Listen, yeah. he was in all of my, Mother of Pearl. I miss him. (laughs) He was in all of my highlights. He was always coming up to me. He was one of the dudes that was coming up to me saying, you know, hey, you know, great job. And, man, I mean, that dude, he he just, he was just an amazing locker room teammate. Like, you know, he just, man, he he was just such, I just, I can't believe he's not here. And, and, um, (laughs) ah, son of a gun. Oh, well, I apologize. No, that's okay, please. man. We, we appreciate your time and, yeah. and your candor um, and your emotion. Yeah, Kadri Ishmael, thank you so much, man. Thank you. We really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. And uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for the fans back then at PSI Net Stadium. I've played in a couple of different places. And, you know, the one thing I will say about the fan base that I could feel the energy from the crowd even when I'm watching it and it flashes me back like – the uniqueness of the blue collar mindset and mentality and in, in the fan base was, was it resonated with me then. And it resonates with me now. I'm like, I think we're a little high brow now with some of the, the newness <laughs> of it all. You can't quite have the PSI net experience, no. but I will say though that, uh, yeah, that there was no other fan base as quite as intense and as awesome as our fan base. Thanks so much, Kadri. Appreciate your time. Thank you guys. Thank Appreciate you. it.